Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another moment with Eric Fleming. I am your host, Eric Fleming, and boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. So, um, I might have missed some of the fireworks as I had to take off. I couldn't just, I, I don't have the luxury like most of y'all and just sit and watch people in congressional hearings all day. But at least I did get to see the beginning of the hearing with acting director of national intelligence, Mr. McGuire, uh, sitting there rather dignified and being very forthcoming and straightforward with members of Congress. It's refreshing to see a government official speaking to members of both parties of Congress with, with respect and dignity. I almost kind of forgot what that's like. Really, I, I did. I almost kind of forgot. Um, you know, considering my last visual was that uh, dude, what was his name? Corey? Yeah, yeah. Him. Uh, good luck in New Hampshire, by the way. God, I wish I could go up to New Hampshire and campaign against you. That would that would, that would would be fun. Um, and who knows? I might get time. All depends on... <sighs> how my life is working and all these elections we got to deal with locally and yeah I just never know Corey I might make a visit might be my pleasure anyway so you know because I, I don't think anybody that disrespects Congress should serve in Congress I really don't it's just like I don't think people that are against the EPA should run it I don't think people that are against HUD <laughs> should run HUD I don't think people that are against public education should be be the secretary of education. It's just a philosophy I have. That's where you and I differ, and that's fine. <laughs> anyway, man, enough of that foolishness. I mean, I want to commend, from what I saw from Mr. McGuire, he, uh, he comported himself very well. Um... You know, because I'm sure he was kind of in a daze a little bit with some of the Republican tin foil hat stuff. You know, they can't help themselves being around the director of national intelligence to throw out, you know, as many theories as they can. Um, they just won't let go of stuff. And they, they sit there and talk about the Democrats holding grudges as, oh, well, this is political payback. Wonder where we learned that from. Oh, I don't know. We still talking about Benghazi and still dossiers? Guys? With the R's on your name? Yeah, we still talking about that? Can we just focus on the matter at hand that your president screwed up and and we're trying to determine was it a screw up whereas like he needs to be kicked out of office or not? That let's let's do that. Don't try to throw Joe Biden and Hunter under the bus, all that. This is deal with your man. Because according to everybody, there's no fire. There's no, there's not even smoke when it comes to the Bidens. And if Joe Biden said something, and I got to go back and look at the tape because I, I found a link finally to what they were talking about. But if Joe Biden said anything crazy like, yeah, he helped stop. He, he helped bribe somebody? I, I don't know. Because it's like, the way y'all interpret crimes, <laughs> I'm a little suspect, because it's like, I, I got a little, 
you would think that criminals would know what crime is, right? Because they're experts at it, they're criminals. But then there's some people that just don't know that they're committing crimes, so they don't know a crime when they see it, you know? And I think y'all fall in that category. I think y'all don't know a crime. That's why y'all commit crimes, because y'all been used to doing what you want to do. You don't know what a crime is. And let me just say an overarching thing about all this stuff, right? And, and, it's, and it's, it's something I shared with people I'm close to. And it's not going to be endearing to people that I've affiliated with politically. But it is the truth. The only reason why we are in this mess is because we had two people running for president who wanted to do anything they possibly could to be president, right? And both of them got damaged and played. And the only real winner was this sorry joker across the water named Vladimir Putin who got Americans fighting each other like there's no tomorrow. But we're about as close to the Civil War as we, we've been since the 1860s. And it's along the lines of race and economics. Really race. Because, because. You know, most of all the political parties are pretty much set up now by race. Uh, white, you know, especially in the South. Now, in the North, you know, it is what it is. But in the South, if you're a Democrat, you're probably black. If you're a Republican, you're probably white. And really, that's the ideal strategy for the Republican Party. And it's the ultimate fallback for the Democratic Party. Right? Because when you hear disaffected people like Candace Owens and all that, yeah, she doesn't have any credibility when you want to defend a, a jackass who wants to attack a 16-year-old, right? You know, God forbid, Candace, you have a child that has a, that when you have children and they have a disability, please remember that day that you defended that sorry bastard who called a child that has Asperger's mentally ill just because you don't agree with her political viewpoint. I'm going to pray, and I hope to God that, that he answers prayers when it comes to providing a hedge of protection around your children, because I would hate to see your 16-year-old child fighting for a cause, especially taking after a mama's footsteps and fighting for a conservative cause, and if she suffers from autism or down syndrome, whatever. And then you got people that are jackasses saying that your child doesn't have the right to say anything because they're 16 and they're mentally ill or they're retarded or deformed or something. God help that. That goes for anybody, right? That goes for that bastard Michael Knowles. If he if he if he has children, God forbid that anything happens to them. Right? Where somebody can feel because you open the door when you attack other people's kids and your kids are fair game, right? But I didn't really want to get into that. But I, I just, I just kind of felt I needed to say that because it was on my mind. But you know, now that, now that I've doubled down on that and explained that, you had two people running for president that were willing to do anything, and and people who are disaffected. Black people that are disaffected with the Democratic Party, 2016 is a classic example of that. Because had Hillary Clinton 
not tried to stack the deck so she could win a primary, right? You know, because obviously she didn't have the strength to win it on her own. You know, she had two presidential elections she was supposed to have won, and she lost both of them, right? And based on everything, maybe she shouldn't have got out of the primary. In hindsight, maybe she should have lost in the primary to Bernie Sanders. And who knows how history would have done. We might not be even talking about an impeachment hearing right now, right? Nonetheless, it was because of her ruthlessness and Donald Trump's ruthlessness that, and, and Vladimir Putin's ruthlessness that we got this screwed up zero-sum game where Donald Trump ended up being president, right? Now, I'm partisan, so I was, I, was, I was supporting Hillary once she got the nomination and all that stuff. I voted for her. I didn't sit back and disgust about it, but I was disgusted. And when you when you you knew you were in a tough sled when you have two candidates, <laughs> both candidates, nobody liked. Nobody liked either one of them. That's just the honest to God's truth. Both of them were like favorables were below forty. So it was like pick your poison, right? But it's like all of this stuff, as as low down as Julian Assange and all that is, fact of the matter is, the stuff that he pulled up showed how low down Hillary Clinton and Debbie Washerman Schultz was. And then Donna Brazil had to confess and basically lose her chairmanship by saying, yeah, all that's true, the deck was stopped. Because you tried to throw her under the bus. <laughs> you know? And then on the flip side, you got Donald Trump and his family so eager. Because I, I still don't think Donald really wanted to be president. I think he was just trying to improve his brand. But it was like the kids, especially the one that's screaming the most on Twitter about the impeachment, Donald Jr. Yeah, that cat. Because Eric's been kind of laid back. I mean, he supports his daddy. Don't get me wrong. But the one that got the junior name. Ha! Oh, he, he got a book called Triggered because it's an autobiography, obviously. Because <laughs> he, he's been triggered ever since the word whistleblower popped up. <laughs> yeah. And Donald Jr., surely you understand. If Joe Biden did anything for his son, Hunter, surely you understand. Because... You're Donald Trump Jr. and Sr. Did a lot of stuff to try to get you out of the fire. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. But you had all this stuff with Hillary. I mean, Bernie Sanders even said, can we stop talking about the emails? Can we stop? Can we stop? Donald, when you heard about the emails, you encouraged Russia to go release them. You encourage know, Russia to spill the beans and, and that's what happened. And then you say, well, no, it wasn't no collusion. See, we already know you now. Now that you've been president, we know that you knew about stuff. Somebody in the campaign told you because 
you can't hold water. You regurgitate everything that you were told. Like, because you want to come across like you know something. You, you're like a, a, a funnel. <laughs> it's like, it looked like it's holding it, but oh no, there's a hole, it's a leak. You know, in my lifetime, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if history tell it that some of the stuff that got leaked out of the White House, Donald Trump leaked it himself. Truth be told. Because all he thinks this is is a big TV show. This is just a big show for him. You know. His feelings might have been hurt, you know, yesterday. His feelings might have been, he might have been feeling a little down because everybody's really like not comfortable with the phone call you made, Mr. President. And, you know, regardless of whether Joe Biden did stuff or not, actually, you would have been, with William Barr as your attorney general, you'd have been better off just talking to William and involving Rudy Giuliani's foolish butt. And how far has that dude dropped off the planet right now? He was America's mayor 19 years ago. 18 years ago. He was America's mayor. And, and now he's a clown show. I don't know who or what he is. You know, and Christopher Hearn, he... Christopher Hearn jumped on Michael Knowles. She'll turn him loose on Rudy. He just laughed at Rudy. And I think that's what most people are doing right now. Because it's just foolishness. Y'all have the nerve to call Chris Cuomo Fredo. My God, what do you think Giuliani's doing right now? He was supposed to be Tom Hagen. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, this is this is this is bizarre out of all the way bizarre. What is going on here? It is absolutely insane, crazy. But it's because of greed. That's all this is. Is about uh, the the desire to do anything to get power. That's why we're in the mess that we're in now. Nobody really wants to be in an impeachment. Nobody wants to be going through that. Nancy Pelosi did everything she could. And, and, and I'll repeat the joke that somebody said, only Donald Trump could get a woman to do something she don't want to do. Only him. Because she did not want to go through this. She did not want to be doing it, especially this close to the election. Especially when it looks like a woman is going to be president of the United States. Right? She didn't want to do all that. She didn't want to go through all that stuff. And I didn't agree with that. I felt she should have done it earlier. When all the stuff with the Mueller report started coming. Because obstruction of justice is obstruction of justice. Right? But it's like, you look at that timeline again. The day after. The day after... Robert Mueller shows up to testify before Congress. 
Donald Trump picks up a phone and calls the president of Ukraine. So I need a favor. You didn't have to tell that guy from Ukraine that that $400 million was sitting there being held up. You didn't have to tell him that. He knew. And he knew that when you called him and he said, and you said you needed a favor, he had already said he's he's down with you a thousand percent, whatever you need. Well, I need a favor. I need you to investigate that Biden he wanted you to keep the prosecutor who was with the corrupt administration who was trying to tie all the all the stuff going on with the election to just the Democrats, right? Who was trying to find something on Hunter Biden and couldn't find nothing, right? He wanted you to keep that guy, but you said... Mr. President of Ukraine, uh, Seleski, that you you were going to get somebody that you would be pleased with, Mr. President, but I got to get my own guy. I can't keep the guy from the previous administration. That's not a good look for me right now. And it's like, if you saw those two side by side, right, the president of Ukraine to the left and Donald Trump to the right, it was the same visuals when Donald Trump was to the left and, now, and, and Vladimir Putin was to the right. Same look. Same sheepishness, punked out. Same look. Same look. So, you know... That's, that's why we're in the dilemma we're in now. And so, now that the impeachment hearing has started, and, and, and there's some other stuff I gotta get into, right? But now that the impeachment stuff has gotten started, there's, there's some other foolishness that y'all need to understand about this whole dynamic. And we'll, we'll get into that on the other side. Because I, I didn't want to be long today, but I want to I want to get to the point. Because again, the initial thing you need to understand is it's both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump's fault that we got all this mess in the first place to start with, right? Understand, both of them, they neither one of their hands are clean. And so because of that, we are in this mess. Because if they didn't have nothing on those emails to go after Hillary, we wouldn't have had a problem. If Hillary hadn't been trying to rig the election, we wouldn't have had a problem. He would have just hacked some emails, and that would have been it. And she had separate servers and all that kind of stuff. Kind of now we're finding out the president was doing with his phone calls. He had a separate server he was putting these phone calls to people in that weren't supposed to be in that server right yeah so it's like pot calling the kettle black itis is what Donald Trump and his whole crew suffer from they'll criticize you for doing it but they do the exact same thing it doesn't matter what it is 
They'll say, well, you can't do that, you know, but we can. And no, you can't. That's double standardism. You can't do that. Right? But there's a couple more points, a couple more things I need to get off my chest, right? So we're going to flip it. I'll catch y'all on the other side and we'll talk about that. Alright, and so we're back. So, let me get something else off my chest and now I'm going to go back to what this really is about, right? Because we're calling this episode Impeachment Truth Telling. Right? Because if you don't get nothing else, we're going to get you some basic understanding. So, the one thing I wanted to get off my chest is this this Tulsi Gabbard thing. Now, I, I have tried to be a fan of hers. Uh, I think the way that she handled Kamala in the debate, whether you supported Kamala or not, was masterful, right? It shows why she has chops, okay? Um, and for some reason she felt that if I knock Kamala out the way I got a shot but it's like it didn't translate that way her going after Kamala didn't translate like Kamala going after Biden you know and that was a gamble she did and you stop you pretty much stop Kamala because she's been steady going down ever since and black women across America really do not like you Miss Gabbard I just they ain't gonna totally diss you just on the remote chance that you may be the Democratic nominee. But they ain't feeling you. And now you got a black man <laughs> telling people to give money to your congressional opponent, right? There's a young man running, who's a state senator running for Gabbard's congressional seat. Um, and I think he's, he thinks he's going to face Gabbard in the primary, I don't, I don't. He doesn't have a lot of faith that she's going to be still running for president <laughs> by the time the Hawaii congressional primaries kind of kick in. So, but but Tulsi, you you put yourself in the crosshairs of everybody, including me, when you got up there and said, of all places on Fox News that you ain't going to support the impeachment. So you want to be that contrary. You want to be... You think that you... You you think that politically that that's the smart move to take at this particular point. You think you want to win a Democratic primary when Democrats want blood. I, I, you can say how wrong that is or whatever, but Democrats want blood because they've been fighting this dude and been dealing with this guy who shouldn't been president from Jump Street. Been mad about all this stuff. This is the one thing that's got Bernie people and Hillary people united again is to impeach this sorry person, this guy that never should have been president in the first place, right? 
People want to get rid of the electoral college because this guy <laughs> got elected. You understand what I'm saying? And now, you know, with the mother thing and all that, okay. Wasn't really the bombshell everybody's looking for. Robert Mueller didn't come across like, you know, Elliot Ness or nothing. So, I mean, everybody was just kind of bummed out, you know? I mean, he still said stuff that in a normal society that wasn't like immune to shock that, you know, Donald Trump already had the impeachment hearings. But since people were looking for shock and awe and, and the Mueller report didn't do that, it just stated the case that this guy obstructed justice. Everybody was kind of like, eh. But now you got this. You got this. Where Republicans are even saying, as much as you got one Republican saying, don't circle the wagons. You can't say there's no there there. <laughs> right? You got another Republican saying they were deeply troubled. And if there actually was quid pro quo, just the fact that you called a foreign leader and asked them to investigate an American citizen who happens to be running against you for president, just because you did that, that was deeply troubling to a Republican senator. And then you turn right around <laughs> and he said if it was quid pro quo, it'd be a whole different level. Right? There are some people that were like, well, Nancy shouldn't have jumped the gun. Should have waited till the phone call came. Nancy knew. She knew. She's the speaker of the house. If something happened to Mike Pence and Donald Trump, she's the president. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> she knew. And so it's like, I mean, it was it was the sniff. It was there. And then, bam. Donald Trump says, nah, I'm going to call you a bluff. Here it is. Here's, 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 here's the notes. Here's the cliff notes for the phone call. Oh, my God. Nancy Pelosi's a genius. She's played this perfectly now. But not to Tulsi Gabbard. No. No, Tulsi Gabbard thinks that ain't enough. Okay. So, soldier, they declassified the whistleblower complaint now. Which, so let me, let me, let me, let me show you how it was played. Why Nancy's the speaker and you're not going to be president, Miss Gabbard. It's like, <laughs> Nancy says, okay, just on wind of what it is, those fellow soldiers of yours, those seven freshmen who came in, who calls themselves the Badass Caucus, right? They showed they were badass, and they did a did a did a an op-ed in in the, in the newspaper saying, "Yeah, he need to be impeached." I'm I'm down with that now. Don't care what that'll do for the election. We're not really care right now. National security is our importance. That's what we were elected for. That's what we stand for. Tulsi, you've been running on a soldier's heart. You've been running on a platform that you are the expert on national security. 
because of your military background. You serve on the Armed Services Committee. Nothing, nothing will get you to say impeach. Because if you're not ready to go when Nancy says go, and you're trying to get past everybody in the Democratic primary, because you're not running in the general yet. You're making that mistake that I told the story about with my friend. You going general election campaign, we ain't there yet. You ain't there yet. You don't, might not make it there. The odds are. And you made the calculation, boom. Now, if you were running for re-election your congressional seat, and that congressional seat was kind of a split, and you've always been kind of a conservative because of that, okay, Tulsi, you would have got a pass. But you are in what we call a safe D district. So either running, you have nothing to lose running for president or because you're running in the Democratic primary. People that support Donald Trump are not going to vote for you. Now, independents in the general will say, well, you know, she took that hard stand against her party. She might be the kind of person we need. That's great. But you got to get out of the primary. And you got to support the team that's, that you want to support you. All Nancy was doing was asking for an inquiry. I think as much as you talked about Donald Trump after you said you don't want to impeach him, but you basically said he was the worst thing ever birthed on earth. Basically. It is definitely the worst president ever served in office. But you... You didn't want to impeach him. You don't even want the inquiry to happen. I was like... Were you not aware of the report out? I mean, you know, talking about there was nothing in it. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. A president of the United States calling a foreign leader to dig up dirt on his political opponent is an impeachable offense, period. Oh, so then we're going to throw in the fact that, oh, yeah, you know, we've been holding this. We're going to throw, we're going to kick that aid to you that we've been holding back. Throwing a little quid pro quo on it, and oh, my goodness. Like, like Mitt said, it's another level. It's a whole nother level. So yeah, it's like, and I know you, you probably couldn't care less about people like me or other folks and their opinions about it, but I think it's, you know, it's beyond whether it's disappointing to me or not, right? Because it wasn't like you were on the cusp of, of being the nominee and then you pissed it all away, just kind of like, you know, my favorite sport team going on a losing streak right when it's time to determine whether you go to the playoffs or not, right? 
that's disappointing to me. <laughs> but a politician making a bad political choice, it is what it is. It's a bad political choice. It is not going to get you from 2% to 15. It's not going to get you there. Maybe it gives you a gamble. Maybe it's a gamble where maybe you can get some polling numbers where you can get into the next debate in Ohio. Maybe. And then, of course, I don't know if you want that because then Kamala will get to look you square in the eye and call you a coward or question your, your loyalty to the party. Just like you question her loyalty to criminal justice reform. Maybe it's time. I mean, you got a big, pretty billboard when you come into South Carolina. It's, it's beautiful right there on, on Highway 85, on Interstate 85. But, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> that was a bad move, Pooch. That's... That's what the thing would say. <laughs> you know, the Fantastic Four. Y'all remember that? The Fantastic Four, he said, bad move, pooch. Before he knocked your brains out. You're not going to catch Elizabeth Warren going against impeachment. You're not going to catch Bernie Sanders. You're not going to catch Joe Biden. Hell, Joe Biden's in the middle of this mess. And he's still going to poll better than you. Now, maybe you delusional and think that you're going to hurt Joe Biden by not pushing for impeachment. I don't know. But it's also not helping your reputation because of your support, allegedly, of Assad or, you know, and we talked about all that. You know, you didn't want the United States getting in the fray with Assad and all that. You didn't want him to depose. Okay. But then it just brings all that back. You know? I mean, people are putting Russian flags by your name. You didn't need that smoke. You didn't need it. Right? And especially in light of what I'm getting ready to say now. All this stuff Donald Trump is doing dealing with Ukraine. The only reason why he is engaged and gives a damn about this country is because of, I'm going to say two words. It's actually somebody's name. Paul Manafort. Actually, I'll give you two more names. Roger Stone. That's what this is all about. Them two clowns. Donald Trump is so loyal to these two clowns. He's trying to make a case. That's why he wanted to keep that previous prosecutor in there. That was feeding all of this stuff, right? You know, I was trying to create this conspiracy theory off of the Bidens. That's why he he's trying to get get any keep any kind of dirt going on about Biden any dirt going on keep whatever it is they still got about Hillary and the DNC and all that kind of stuff 
He's trying to make the case before he is out of office to pardon Paul Manafort. He's trying to make the case to help Roger Stone in his impending trial. And maybe even make the case to pardon him like he did Joe Apio. That's how simple this is. And any Democrat that doesn't want to have an impeachment inquiry so all that stuff can come out, you're not smart politically. You're not seeing the big picture. You are not even close to even being in the art gallery. All this is about is two sorry individuals, Paul Manafort and Roger Stone. And I think more so Stone than anything else. Manafort, he wants a reward for not being a snitch. But Roger Stone, especially because Roger basically was the legitimate Republican operative, if you can say that, outside of Steve Bannon that, that helped Donald Trump get elected. Those, those two guys. That's why Corey got booted off because Manafort said I'll do it for free. And Paul Manafort and Roger Stone have been freaking fracked for a long time. And, you know, but, but Manafort was basically a bought man from the previous Ukrainian president who was crooked as all get out. He was as crooked as the governor of Puerto Rico. He was as crooked as any, as Maduro in Venezuela, as, as crooked as the, the, the uh, Ayatollah in Iran and, that, and those folks. It just, as, just as evil and crooked, right? Paul Manfred worked for that dude. And that dude probably took a payoff to allow the Soviet Union to get in that little spot and create havoc. Because it's like, why would you come into a country, you invade the country, you have little resistance, but you can't go any further? As crooked as that government was, there's no telling what kind of deal was being made. And we got sorry individuals like Paul Manafort and Roger Stone in the middle of it, trying to make their money off, especially Manafort. All Stone wanted was the dirt that could accumulate. Trying to find, trying to discredit the the, the the crowd strike group that found out that there was some dirt going on with the Russians. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it is what it is. And if you are Tulsi Gabbard or any other Democrat that's on that fence right now and you don't see what's really going on. 
maybe it's better off that you're not president, Ms. Gabbard. Maybe it's better off that some of y'all might not make it back to Congress. Because it's uncomfortable and unpopular as an impeachment. I don't think I don't think the polls were like astounding when Nixon was getting ready to go through impeachment. I don't think the polls were outstanding on Bill Clinton going through impeachment. I don't think the polls would have been outstanding for Andrew Johnson going through impeachment. Nobody wants to see an impeachment. No matter how I sound. Nobody wants to go through an impeachment. That's embarrassing to the country. But it is the only remedy we have to deal with a president that breaks the law. Since the Justice Department has made it clear that they won't indict or charge a sitting president. Matter of fact, they're trying to make the argument that you can't even investigate a sitting president. So what are you supposed to do? What is the only, what is the remedy? The only thing you can do is to have the inquiry and do it in such a way where you get the facts. And only the facts. And once the facts have been laid out to the American people, you take the vote. And if the vote is to impeach, then the impeachment hearings will take place in the Senate. And that's that. So anyway, I just wanted to get get that out, get those truths out, and, and let y'all know what's really, really going on. Um, and we'll we'll deal with it from there. Until next time. listening to the podcast A Moment with Eric Fleming. If you are not a subscriber, please go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and subscribe now. We would love to have you join the A Moment with Eric Fleming family.